everybody. We're in. We're doing it. We're having it. We're we're it's it's quick snaps. Welcome in. Oh, we got a lot. We're live. We're live. Don't blow it. We're, I, I we, already did. You already I, blew. I think we started by mumbling "suck for luck." Uh, <laughs> we were comparing. Just uh, to catch you up on the context, we were comparing the tank for Trevor situation. That's not quite as catchy as tank for two or suck. For tank luck. for two. It sounds much better. Yeah. Yeah, that's much better. Well, quick snaps, uh, comedy football talk. Uh, thanks for being here. We we got a lot to talk about. Uh, I don't know if you heard. Uh, yeah, yeah. Big uh, blue, baby. Big that's blue. That's right. That's right. A lot of other things happened, including the Buccaneers smashing the Packers, uh, which is the big national story. But for us, the big story is our two horrific teams Managed to win. Giants strong, and Falcons. Strong, baby, strong. If the season started Sunday morning and ended right now, our teams would be in the playoffs. Woohoo! Is that true? That's kind of probably not technically true. Pretty close to true. Lightning fast on the other side effects. Ah, uh, it's funny. Our teams, man. God, they're interesting and terrible and still fun in a weird way. So somehow they're fun. I guess. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty rare occasion where both our teams win on the same week this year. So, uh, yeah, we got to soak it in, man. This year for sure. They're, uh, they've, they've been bad. Um, yeah, we got a lot to discuss. I was, uh, you know, when the Falcons were up 20 to nothing at halftime, I was like, well, should I kill myself now or later? No, right. no they're going to be fine. They're okay. Oh, they're fine. Okay. They're good. Uh, and that was of course playing, uh, Brian Miller's shitty Vikings, which was extra fun. Yeah. Yeah. And Tom Bernard, who was a big shot radio guy in Minneapolis. He's one of my regular calls. He texted me in the first one minute. I never liked you. <laughs> <laughs> Cousins first throw. It was an interception, which made it fun, fun to start. And then the Falcons marched down, scored big a, with Julio. Oh, yeah. Is there a more overpaid quarterback than Kirk Cousins right now? Oh, that's a good question. I don't even know who would be in the conversation. He's got to be it, right? I bet our guest would have some uh, some opinions on that. We have a guest, Joe Prano, coming up here in about uh, eight, nine minutes. We're going to do a few things off the top and bring him in. He's a he's a longtime stand-up comic, and he's doing a podcast called Dirty Sports, and uh, we'll be happy to have him in here. Uh, yeah, and we'll discuss when he comes in the two-point conversion craziness rigmarole as well. Oh, my goodness. Um, Teams are losing their minds with this, man. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, yes, yes, that's, I couldn't agree more. Um, so is your team as bad as we think they are? The Giants are, but now they're in the mix, right? They could be, they could win the division. Yeah. I mean, this is obviously the first of many wins in a row to propel them to the uh, national football conference championship game, probably where they meet the Falcons. Um, <laughs> so, the offense is wretched. It's terrible. Uh, the defense appears to be pretty decent, actually, which is kind of a surprise. But uh, I think we were expecting a little bit of the opposite. Daniel Jones hasn't looked that good so far. He's been a little bit disappointing, but uh, I don't know. I have a friend. Go ahead. 
Are they going to be any kind of contender this year? I mean, if they are, it's only because the NFC East is absolutely wretched and terrible. Uh, but no, nah, I mean, they're not going to make any noise this year. You know how when you have uh, two MGs in your garage and you take the parts from one and, and make you know, like you can make one good car out of two old cars. What's an MG? An MG, like the little uh, English car that was convertible with the little round headlights, little sporty fun thing to drive around. Like my fr- that my friend Bowers would drive around in. Yeah, yeah, ish. Not, it's not, it's the, it's the middle class version of that. Oh, they don't it's, have like the guns coming out. It's of the, the low the end kind of accessible <laughs> version of a little English okay. sports car. Gotcha. Not, not ben, for an international spy. The reason I bring this, my friend Ben does this. He has two or three of them in the garage, and he takes parts from one i feel like we could do that with our two teams like we get your defense and our offense and my quarterback and you we could build one good team out of our two teams an interesting proposal yeah that's uh it's a shame they don't let us do that sort of thing it'd be cool if they did though <laughs> think of all the teams like who would you who would you take right now if you could take any team in the nfl pair their offense with another team's defense oh yeah, I like. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, the obvious choice is Chiefs offense and maybe Steelers right. de- Steelers defense, Ravens defense, one of those. I guess so, right? Yeah, and if you can pick and choose further, you grab your Aaron Donald from here, and you grab your, you know, you go around and you can build a. I guess that's what they do in the Pro Bowl, <laughs> we're doing, which we're not playing this year, by no the way. No Pro that, Bowl this year. That yeah. was news this year, but they're still right. going to name them. You'll still get the honor, but not go somewhere. That sounds like a pretty good. It's a win-win for the players. Yeah, that's probably the way it should have always been. You have a different background. Like every time I talk to you, what's happening now? Are you uh, I, are you in front of even, a bounce house? What is it's this? Not... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's terrible. It's not even the right size. Like you shouldn't see the negative space. I kind of like it because it's it's clean and different, but it, it does. Oh, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Yeah, we're testing new things out here in you Lucky Dog Studios. <laughs> it reminds me, it's got a little bit of a rainbow shape. The yeah. look the look to the viewer. It reminds me of the uh the laugh factory in LA, the the backdrop. Yeah, yeah, been. exactly. Yeah, 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 it is that shape. Yeah. <laughs> um all right. Well, should we dive right in with some uh, with some kudos and taps on the back? Sure, man. Uh I I'd like to give my kudos and taps on the back. To the Chicago Bears, I mean, surprisingly, five and one. Who would have seen that? Who would have seen that coming, Congrats. man? Nobody. I so I gotta give the whole team. A lot of kudos, taps on the back. Congratulations, <laughs> man! Kicking ass, five and one. I mean, I didn't think so, and I, I definitely didn't think Nick Foles would be any good either. Still don't, but they're proving me wrong. Yeah. I know it's hard to, it's hard. I would not have, we, no one thought this was going to be, we thought it was going to be a hilarious year of making fun of Trubisky and Foles occasionally. And, you know, they're somehow putting it together. They're good. Um, I'm going to go Steelers. Steelers are five and oh, they did. We thought this was going to be the game of the week, Brown Steelers. And it was never close. It was, they smashed them from the very beginning. It was like 38, seven or something embarrassing. Um, Steelers at the quarterback was gone last year. They lost their couple of, you know, marquee players. They're just well coached. They've got a good defense. They've got a, you know, quarterback can sling it all over the yard. They, they draft wide receivers perfectly. 
Apparently. Year after year after year after the poor Eagles down the road Ooh. are playing with a bunch of scrubs that were working at FedEx last week. And uh, the Steelers just continue to just reload wide stud wide receivers every time you blink. Chase Claypool looks like the real deal, man. Yeah, just imagine what Aaron Rodgers would be doing with the Chase Claypool. Yeah, that's right. They don't give that's, him any help in the draft. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. An honorable mention to uh, to the Buccaneers too. That really they really handed it to the Packers. I didn't. Yeah. I expected that to be an interesting, exciting game, and it was kind of a blowout most of the time. So. Wouldn't have been if they had Chase Claypool. That yeah, that that could be right. We, we even saw the ghost of Rob Gronkowski catching some balls and scoring a touchdown. Crazy. I heard uh, a highlight clip on the TV yesterday, and whoever was calling the game. I don't know who it was. They showed the Gronk touchdown. And he goes, holy gronk moly And <laughs> I almost jumped into the bathtub with a toaster. How did we not hear that in the, in the prior 10 years from someone? How did they miss that? It's right there. Goddamn layup. <laughs> now it's too late. Yeah, you only get to say that twice a year now. Uh, that's funny. Uh, so yeah, kudos to, uh, to the Steelers, man. They look like they're the real deal. Kudos, taps on the back. Uh, I want to hear this false. I want to hear this false quote since we mentioned the, uh, Oh you want, yeah, we can get into it now as Let's we, see. uh, await Joe Prano's arrival. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. This, this clip is a post game interview. It's not so much what Nick Foles says but it's the tone that kind of struck me. I was like, Oh man, like I never, I never heard Nick Foles really talk at length at all. So I was kind of surprised at his voice. And then he's, yeah, he's a little testy. I want to hear what you think. All right. Hey man, we're five and one. This is it. No, like we're, we're sitting there in the locker room after the game talking through it. Hey, we gotta be better here. This is what we gotta do. Hey, communication here, route running here. Hey, we gotta be able to run the ball here. We know that. I know you're all going to ask those questions. We know that. And that's what's exciting because we don't have to have y'all say, hey, you doing this? Hey, we know. But we also know that we're going to improve because <laughs> we believe in one another. And that's what great teams do. Great teams find a way to win a game. Bad teams win with prettiness. Great teams win no matter how it takes. So I'm proud of our guys. I, I, I think we're continuing to improve. Are we where we want to be? No, we're not where we want to be. But I'm excited about our offense. I'm ex excited about the guys that are there. I like the communication that's happening on the sideline. I love the passion of the players. Most important, they care, and we're bonding. We're getting to know each other. That's football. Like, you don't just go out there and play football. You got to care about the man next to you to make those plays. So I like where we're at. I know we're going to improve. I believe in our staff. I believe in our players, and I'm really grateful to be a part of this organization. Tiger makes a stew out of me. Sheesh. <laughs> Hey, yeah, you're right. He's a little saucier than you expect him to be, right? He's a little. He must have got some annoying question or something. Yeah, that's right. We, what? He doesn't look the part of an NFL quarterback, and he kind of sounds a little surprising too. You're right. His voice is is kind of. He's, there's a certain boyishness to him that I didn't expect. He's fired up though. I kind of, <laughs> I kind of, I was getting fired up. Like if he, if he was my quarterback, I, I started to come around on Nick Foles. I was like, oh man. I would go to go to battle with this guy the way he's talking right now. Of course, now. <clears throat> of course. The great Nick Foles is really great. It's just that the bad Nick Foles is really terrible. This is what he's been the whole time. Yeah, I, I know. I like I like him. I'm rooting for him. 
Five and one, though. What are you talking about? We're not where we want to be. You're way beyond where anyone thought you would be. <laughs> Apparently, they think they're it, Super Bowl contender. Enjoy it a little. All right, we got Joe Prado on the line. Here we go. Let's let's get him in here. Hey, Joe. Take him a sec to connectify. Oh, wow. Oh, oh there he is. <laughs> is that Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> yeah. Holy Castacamole. <laughs> <laughs> strong open. It. Strong open, Joe. How's Good it going? Good to see you, fellas? buddy. Welcome. Welcome to Quick Snaps. We we Thank got you. Joe Prano here, longtime comic, uh, voice behind Dirty Sports, the podcast. Thanks for thanks for joining us, man. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. And I'm here with a fellow Giants fan on yes, the sir. day after our first win and Huge. probably last win until we play the Redskins again. <laughs> that's not great... even a team anymore that's how long it's gonna be oh, yeah that, yeah <laughs> i still do that i still call them the los angeles i still call them the san diego chargers i i'm i'm so old i still call them the minnesota lakers i'm like congrats <laughs> to the minnesota lakers. And, and then new orleans jazz for a great series i love to see those games in candlestick park and yeah i know <laughs> yeah. i'm with you I have the same. I have the same thing. And yes. congratulations to you on your first victory of the season. How about that? Look at us out of the uh, out of the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Giants and Falcons blowing it at this point. Yeah. And th- and that was the thing they were putting up on the screen yesterday. It's like the Falcons got their win. The Giants got their win. Only the Jets remain, and they're down twenty-one to the Dolphins. Jeez, like, <laughs> the Jets are like uh, next level bad. Shut out by the Dolphins. That's a pretty low level of, yeah, right. Oh I my saw uh, Flacco took a sack for negative 30 yards yesterday. He lost <laughs> yeah. 30 yards on a sack. I saw that live. Cause You know what happened was he almost did that like a few plays prior okay. and managed to weasel out and throw the ball away. And I think that was in his head. He's like, no, I'm just going <laughs> to juke this. And then there's another guy and he tries to juke. And then it's like. It was so bad. It was so awful. Yeah, that was like uh, a play from Madden '95, where you just keep dropping back yeah. with your yes. quarterback, and then the <laughs> yeah. and then the button freezes, and you're like, "Oh no!" <laughs> Mike Vick, he is sack. not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the Falcons won. There was a friend of mine sent me a picture. It's actually really well done. It's a Halloween decor. It's a front yard Halloween scene, and it has two skeletons sitting there, and there's a big sign that says "Waiting on a Falcons win." Uh, and then, of course, the Falcons win and ruined Halloween for that. Fan. They had the perfect, <laughs> they had the perfect setup, but no longer. Uh, so, one of the things we want to talk to you about, uh, uh, Joe, we want to get your input on this. We were we were saving this for when you joined us. Great. The two point conversion seems to be an interesting subject this week. We have, uh, let me see, let me get the facts out so we don't blow this conversation. Uh, we had the Washington uh, football team against the Giants. This was kind of classic two-point situation. Washington scores to come with to within one. 36 seconds left, something like that. They go for two, don't make it lose. Okay, that's one situation. The other one was Texans score late in the game to go up by seven go for two to try to be up by nine, fail, fail, up by seven, Titans come back, tie it up, go to overtime, Titans win. Those are the two, those are kind of the two extremes in going for two, right? Yeah, and I feel like there's a, there was a lot in between even yesterday and for teams going for 
you know, touchdowns on the one versus field goals on the one. I just feel like coaches are getting super desperate these days. It's this weird desperation. And I know there's all this analytics now. This is when you should go for two. This is when you shouldn't. Everybody talks about the math and the book, like it's a game of blackjack. And I'm like, this doesn't take momentum into consideration. This doesn't take anything. I mean, the Texans one was the worst call I've maybe ever seen. You're all you have to do. All you have to do is kick an extra point and you guarantee overtime at least. And then at least, right. And then, you you know, the other team has to come down and they have to score and they have to get a two point conversion. There's no way the blackjack book says make it nine. (laughs) Right. That one might be the new standard of, well, I feel like in the old days, teams didn't go for it on fourth down, didn't go for two because they were afraid because the coach is out to dry and it becomes the story of the week on the occasions that it fails. And if you just do the regular thing and lose, then it's sort of hidden and you don't blame the coach. So it was sort of like only guys like Belichick could make those bold decisions who were super safe. Right. And I feel like the pendulum is now swung all the way to the other end where there's crazy things being done. And I would, Maybe we should look closer at the numbers, but I agree with you. I don't know how you defend the go to try to be up by nine play. That's and just like one. you said, they used to, they used to, it used to be a fear of like having to answer the press's questions all right. week about the loss. And now for some reason, when there's way more media, they're like more ballsy to do it. Like I would have been, I would have been ballsy back in the day when it was one guy with a fedora asking you questions. Like, <laughs> now what were you, what were you thinking when you were going for two there? See, like, that would have been, that would have been the time to be ballsy. Now Aaron's at, on Twitter being like, "What the hell are you doing?" That's right. That's a good point. You're right. There's there's way more voices that are out there. Yeah. You're right. But uh, I guess that lends itself to uh, getting lost. Because there's so many, there's so much noise. So it's kind of like you have a little bit more freedom to be ballsy, right? Because it's, it's all the focus isn't going to be on one horrific bad decision because there's going to be another coach that makes another horrific bad decision. But it, but it is true, right? Like the premise, my premise is right, right? That, you know, say whatever, like uh, over the course of a year, a coach struggles and there's a couple oh, of yeah, these no. tentpole moments where you go, well, they clearly fucked that up when he went for two and didn't, you know, that it makes it easy to complain about and fire the guy when you need to. And, and coaches can kind of hide in the pedestrian choices yeah, all the yeah. time. Yeah, I have no problem with your premise. Your premise is right. <laughs> but I think the, uh, is that worse than the Zimmer call last week to not kick that field goal? The Texans? It's the same universe. It's the same kind yeah. of thinking of we're going to go where there's a, now there's a new macho culture of we're, we're trying, we're playing to win the game and they're not afraid of the downside. And it, it muddies the, it muddies the concept. I agree. I don't think, I think they should have kicked that field goal. I agree and, with that and, too. And that one last week, it's the same thing where you're talking about, you kick it, it's one thing if the game's a four point game and you're kicking it to make it seven and you're like, look, they could still come down and score and get two and we could lose this game a minute from now, but to go up eight and to guarantee yourself uh, an overtime overtime at worst. Yeah. Seems, seems crazy not to go for it. And then of course they don't get it. And Russ goes down and they win the game. Some, I just feel like there's a lot of desperation these days from these coaches, especially the teams that aren't doing well. I mean, Minnesota is struggling. So they were going for the win last week, even yesterday in the Minnesota game, they were down 10, nothing. 
and they were down the goal line. They they went That's negative right. one yards in three plays, and then they went for it on fourth down. It's like at some point you just gotta cut your losses, take the three points, get some sort of you know scoring momentum. It was like the second quarter of the game too. It's not like it was over. That's right. I watched a little bit of that. <clears throat> All right, let me play devil's advocate on that one. I like the going forward on fourth and close because if you fail you leave them at the one or the two or whatever. And that's a good situation as well. And all you have to do is make it half-ish of the time. And you've got your seven as opposed to two threes or whatever. Um, I I like that play. I like, I like that call generally. Like, you're right though. It's second quarter. What, you know, maybe you get I, some points and live to live another day, but. I agree with you hundred percent. I, I, agree with that call generally i think the 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 book that they are talking about the math that everybody talks about doesn't consider anything other than generally like the vikings have been bad the vikings can't score the viking you know kirk cousins keeps throwing interceptions yeah at some point you got to go i know the math says this but like we just need to feel like yeah. we have the ability to score some points maybe right. that maybe it's contagious you know yeah. maybe and we get a field goal buried. Now yeah. they're buried emotionally. That game crushed their souls. You don't come back from that. You don't. Yeah. yeah, that's right. All right. So let's talk about the more the more regular go for two moment. That right. The 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 Washington, formerly known as team, yeah. was down by seven. With inside of a minute, they score. They're down by one. They they're a crummy team in a terrible division. They go for it. They don't make it, they lose. But how do you feel about that call? Both of you guys is that I looked up the numbers because I was curious uh, and it's not clear, which is weird. Uh, a couple of places said conversions for NFL teams on a two point conversion between 40 and 55%. And another site said 47 and a half percent, which surprised me. I thought it would be 50 something. Um, so according to the numbers that I was able to find in a cursory search today, it's a, it's a hair less than 50%, which maybe we should debate that. How is that possible? You can't make yeah. two yards on purpose when you know the play and they don't, what the fuck, what are you doing? This, um, I hate, I hate this one the least. I think this one makes the most, has the most common sense behind it, which right. is we're, we're going for the win. We're a bad team. And, you know, he said, we've got to learn to win. And I don't know if you guys remember, but a couple of years ago when the, when Vrabel took over the Titans, they did this to win a game yep. and it, and everybody kind of points to it as like the beginning of Mike Vrabel as a, like, this is his signature moment in his first season. And now obviously they're a great football team. My only problem with it is I'm pretty sure three wins and a tie are going to win the NFC East this year. <laughs> so maybe just play right. to try to win the If If the Redskins kick there and they go to overtime and they tie, they're in first place. Yeah. So the idea that like, <laughs> that it, the idea situation. that it's all or nothing for this Redskins team, we have to learn to win. You already have a win. You're halfway to winning the division because it's so bad. <laughs> right. So crazy. What do you think, Aaron? Do you go for two there? I feel yeah, I I agree with Joe completely. Like that that's the situation where I can't argue with it. You're on the road, you got a chance to win it, just win it. But I mean the uh, the flip side of that logic also makes sense. It's just but I mean that's that's like a crazy macro level of thinking of 
where this the status of your division and how many wins are gonna win it but uh i don't know i got no problem with that to win it i think it's coaches are too willy-nilly going for it when they don't need to and i don't like it especially when you're winning i feel like it's a catch-up tactic that you should take but when you're winning just take the automatic points as close to automatic as you can get yeah that i I, maybe I should sit down and look at the numbers on some of those things. Like to go back to the, uh, we're up by seven. Is do we want to be up by eight or by nine? I mean, you have to. That team has to jump through so many hoops. You got to march all the way down the field. A field goal's no good. Have to score a touchdown. Have to get an extra point. I mean, the numbers, the chances of all of that happening are really small. Like that one seems the really obvious one. But yeah, you're right. It's basically a coin flip. I don't know. Do you feel better about your I, it basically, it comes down to can't. How do you? How good do you feel about your two-point conversion team situation? Yeah, if you're Belichick and you got that play that you've been saving the whole year, you know, and in that in that season, Philly won the Super Bowl. It seems like they pushed all the right buttons. Like when you're rolling like that and you're confident. I mean, I totally get it in certain occasions, but and and, and honestly, like Aaron was saying, like I the the Rivera call is totally defendable I think a lot of the other ones yeah. are, are, are less so but I mean that Titans that in the Titans Texans game I, if I'm Romeo Cornell I'm almost like looking playing a little poker looking across the sideline and being like what does Vrabel want me to do here and I'll do the opposite I I bet Vrabel was praying a rosary that he went for two to try to make it nine right Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a that's a great parallel. <laughs> Figure out what your opponent wants you to do and do the opposite. That's very yeah. poker. That's right. Kind yeah. of a switch from jumping from one thing to another because the, the Titans benefited from this call that the Redskins also got, excuse me, the football team also uh, benefited from an it's obvious fault, out of bounds yeah. interception and an obvious out of bounds touchdown that was reviewed. And I mean, I don't know, Joe, I don't know if you saw it. Kostaki, we were kind of talking about it earlier. I know you saw the Giants one uh, for sure. Uh, but I mean, it's how do you explain that situation where you go to the replay and you see that the guy's elbow is obviously down and they don't overturn the call that is obviously wrong? That's a great question. I'm surprised well, that happens I, as much as it does. I, I think there's I think there's an easy fix for this, and it's have the replay official be this guy who's in New York or wherever, you know, have a guy who's calling the replays for all the games or a group of people, and they're just have them watch it for the first time and make an unbiased call. Like, you know, it's almost like if you get convicted of a crime, you take it to the next level of course. You don't have the same jurors look at it again and be like, were we wrong? <laughs> you know, like, because I feel like the rest just when they can avoid saying we messed it up, they will avoid saying it. Like there's always the, the call on the field is this, and there has to be evidence to overturn. Like, why does the call on the field matter in the first place? If the call on the field was right, we wouldn't be reviewing this. So just have a second set of eyes, look at it and then be like, no, you guys got it wrong. I That's watched it in slow motion. You're wrong. We're going to overturn it as opposed to being like this guy in a hood going like, man, I got to go out there and say after review, I'm a dipshit. <laughs> like you know, I got it wrong. It's a lot of pressure. 
That's interesting. But I like the tie goes to the runner concept of the call on the field, though, right? It's got to be incontrovertible. Is that the word? Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's a tough one. I I am surprised how often with the replay system that at the end of the conversation, you still feel a little like, huh, I don't, I don't know. That should fix all that. That should, it should, it, I feel like it fixes it 80% of the time, but there's another 20 where you're like, that, that still didn't feel right. It's, I'm surprised there's not a bigger percentage of like, yeah, we're all good here. And they always have the like TV crew, former referee who for some reason is an Italian guy. It's always a Mike Pereira or Dean Blandino. And they're like, That's right. Dean, what do you think? He's like, I think it's absolutely going to be overturned. The call of the field, the call stands. He's like, I'm not really sure why I'm here. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I guess this is why I'm not a ref anymore. It's going to sound bad because I don't remember his name, but I think it was the first year they did, that they did it. It was the, the black guy, the referee that would come oh, yeah. Up. I can't remember his name. Mike he, Carey, was it? I or think it? so. Yeah, I think that's it. And he would come on <laughs> nervous like, well, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this is what, what I think I saw, but uh, don't hold me <laughs> to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he's giving testimony. Yeah. <laughs> he was very nervous. That's so a he, tough he, job. I'm surprised how often they get it right, too, in live action. I mean, it's kind of amazing how, you know, how often and even at the commentators would be like, oh, well, that didn't look like a touchdown to me. And then they show the replay. It's like, oh, that's a touchdown. But the refs, are, the, the refs or the former refs that they bring on are usually running cover for the current refs. They yeah, that. that yeah. does seem a little like, right. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're the referee union. Yeah, that's they're right. yeah, that's where they come from. They want to defend their brethren. Exactly. Yeah, they got yeah. they got pensions to worry about. <laughs> the thin black and white line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny. All right, Joe. So what happens this year? What are, what happens in this NFL season? What are we going to end up with at the end of all this? You know what? I like just two weeks ago. I thought I knew everything seemed to be playing out exactly as I had sort of predicted it. I really like, obviously, the Chiefs in the AFC still. Uh, they were rolling. They had a couple close calls, but, you know, they were winning their all their games. They they slaughtered the Ravens, which I was like, yeah. well, that, you know, that's kind of the, uh, that's, that's the two of the top teams in the AFC. I was like, I, they just sort of took hold of the AFC. I mean, not that, you know, the, the Chiefs were going to go undefeated, but I think last week against the Raiders getting exposed a little bit defensively. I mean, the Raiders putting up 40 points on you. I was like, well, it's a little bit more, there's a little bit, you know, of a question mark, although I do still think the chiefs are the uh, class of the AFC. And then I, I really like the Packers with what they've been doing as far as running the ball, protecting Aaron Rodgers, And they seemed like the, the class of the NFC. And then of course, yesterday, they don't protect Aaron Rodgers at all. And Tampa Bay gets gets at him every play and uh and brady that guy who just will not die uh you know he's getting another sunday game of the week victory just you hate to see it i know but I'm uh, with you. but i i still think those those are the two teams for me in in each conference that that seem to be standouts but it's still pretty early in the season i think a lot can happen so um uh, this, the Seahawks also look fantastic in the NFC. Um, but I think if, if I had to lean one way, I'd lean Packers over Seahawks, just offensive line, running the ball, a little bit of pass, you know. Uh, yeah. Pass the rush, Bears for real? Pass rush. 
the Bears keep killing me. I thought they weren't for real when they had Trubisky. Then they got Foles, and I was like, ah, oh, this is it. This is what's going to do it. Then they go and they lose to the, uh, the Colts. And then uh, uh, the last couple weeks, they come back and they look a lot better. Uh, are they for real? I think they're certainly going to be a playoff team. Um, but even in their, I don't even think they're the best team in their division. So I don't know how real that makes them. True. Yeah, the, the Bears, the Bears to me are the NFC's Bills. They're like, well, they seem to be good. They seem to be really good. They'll probably be a playoff team and may not be the best, but they're in the conversation. They're in the mix. They could surprise somebody. They get hot, right? I think it's yeah. a little disrespectful to the Bills. I mean, is Bills- it? Okay. All right. <laughs> the, the Bills were a strong team last year. No one's surprised that they're strong this year. The good news is the Bills are used to disrespect, so it's not a surprise to them. They'll be that's, just fine. That's true. That's <laughs> yeah. a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, the, yeah Bears, uh, the, the Bills get disrespected by their own fans. Yeah, that's Sex right. Sex toys on the field and breaking tables in the parking <laughs> lot. Like. Yeah. I think a good Bills team would be, I, I mean, that, that's – that's so fun. That's they're finally they're finally good. That team's fun to watch. Their their quarterbacks excited. I'm looking forward to watching them tonight. Um, you got, who do you guys like in that game? That that's 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 one where I think the Chiefs. It's kind of a where are we at with both of these teams? I mean, sure, they're right. both coming off losses. Uh, everybody was on the Bills, and and you you almost think the Bills get to this game undefeated the way they started. They didn't. Same with the Chiefs. It's like. I, I, I bet the Chiefs for tonight, and uh, I have lost every single bet I've made on or against the Bills the whole season. So I, it's pretty much a sure thing, Bills victory. <laughs> well, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they're a good team. They got an electric offense, and, you know, <clears throat> you never know. But you kind of think high-scoring game, Chiefs win is what you think going in, right? I mean, I, I like the Chiefs. They're my, they're my new team. They're way more fun to root for than the Falcons. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I, got, I got a lot of Chiefs in my fantasy team. So, you know, they're yeah. sort of a go-to choice for me. And now Le'Veon Bell. Jeez. Right. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Poor Clyde Edwards-Alaire fantasy owners. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a tough. He's going to destroy that kid's value this year in fantasy for sure. It's going to be all right, man. Am I going to be talking you off the ledge? No, I don't have him. It's not a problem for me. I'm just saying. It's going to be all right. People are like, oh, he's still going to be the number one running back. Well, all right. We'll see. We'll see. They, they brought I've him never, in for a I've reason. I've never seen somebody so sensitive to the plight of other fantasy owners. Right. Like, oh, yeah. Right. I don't have him, but those poor, poor people who do own him, I, I just I feel for them. I pray for them. Mid first round pick destroyed by Lev Bell. It's not nice. This is a yeah. very sensitive, empathetic podcast. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we usually have cats on here somehow. Yeah. Uh, oh, hilarious. Well, it's great to talk to you, man. Uh, we want to definitely want to plug Dirty Sports, your uh, your podcast. How often are you guys doing that? We do it twice a week. We do it Mondays and Thursday mornings. We go live on YouTube, and then it's obviously after we go live, available everywhere that podcasts are available. I do it with a fellow comedian, uh, Andy Ruther. And so, yeah, twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays, we talk football. We talk all, you know, other major sports minus hockey, basically. (laughs) That's a cumbersome cut line, but all right. I got you. Besides hockey, basically. All right. Yeah. Uh, that's great, man. Well, thanks so much for being here. It's great. Thank to you talk guys to. for having me. Yeah. It's, thanks. It was fantastic show. And I, uh, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it and, and, uh, let's all pray 
for those fantasy owners who know <laughs> Le'Veon Le Bell, Le Bell impressed. splitting their snaps. A moment of silence <laughs> for CEH owners everywhere. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you guys buddy. for having me. See you Cheers. soon. Thank All you, right. man. That was great. Yeah, man. Good that talk. was a good two-point conversion debate. I love that. Yeah, yeah. He's an interesting dude. He, I, I like his perspective on things. He knows stuff. He's he's a, he's a hardcore sports dude. You can tell it's in his bones. For sure. All right, buddy. Well, uh, what's uh, what's left for us to do here? We we uh, we want to thank everyone for uh, joining us on the the world's first quick snaps inside the huddle Q and A last yeah, week. Yeah, that was a blast. And I just want to say, I kind of did this during that thing. I don't want to be too repetitive, but I do want to say, I can't believe how much fun it was. <laughs> like uh, we, uh, in, in a way we're doing it to sort of give a nod to the people who support us the most. And I got to say, that was one of the most fun hours I've had doing all this stuff lately, period. It was like, I liked them. I liked them as people. They were funny. They were polite. They were smart. They were interesting. I just, I, I'm like, I'm proud of our people. It was really a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. I don't want to out anybody by name, but somebody was up past their bedtime. And at one point, um, <laughs> I think they were snoozing because they, they were three sheets to the wind, you might say. <laughs> we got some characters. It's good. <laughs> but no, nah, it, was, it was good to put some uh, faces to names and right. like to kind of like, know who's listening and uh and just to hang with people that are supporting the podcast so it was a good time man i would, yeah. would like to do that again it was awesome so if you're interested in becoming uh uh if you want to get inside the huddle go to patreon.com and type in quick snaps and it's a pretty simple process we uh we'd love to get more people on board you guys have been uh you guys have been really good to us so we appreciate that um we may get some advertisers here we're in the mix for that now soon and uh we're growing this little this little thing. So if you want to jump in uh, now when the community is uh, growing, come on, come on, join us. Um, next week, uh, oh, this week, there's, here's a plug I got to do. This week, we're continuing the conversation on 50 Toasts, my uh, Wednesday night little show that I do on Facebook Live. It's Chris Spangle, who uh, Bob and Tom fans might know as the He's basically the social media director guy, and he also runs the sort of the fan page on Facebook, which is very interactive and lots of characters in there. And he's sort of policing to make sure that it's not completely outlandishly political or filthy or whatever. So he's well, I want to talk to him about that. And he's also the uh, the voice behind We Are Libertarians podcast, which is doing really well. So he's, there's plenty of things to talk to Spangle about. He's a character. Yeah. Can you ask him, why are you a libertarian? <laughs> we could start with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we could debate this forever, but I I love some of the libertarian things. I'd say sure. about half of them. You know, yeah. if you if you go on the graph, you can see all the different. Right. It's like, can we not have libraries and roads? How libertarian are you? These right. Are, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Um, Just the uh, Republican who smokes weed. Yeah. Right. It's it's the the Bill Maher social liberals who don't want to pay taxes kind of thing. Right. That's, right. That's that's a bit of an oversimplification, but of that's course. part of what the libertarians are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't mind them philosophically. Uh, there's different kinds, too. There's the. Yeah. 
there's the the super like they're basically like grown up hippies kind, and then there's the sort of radical Republican, you know, also want abortion rights. Kind. There's a, there's a few different types that fall into that universe, right? Yeah. So I guess you could go pretty deep with him on that. Yeah, I probably won't go very deep on that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's certainly debatable. Um, yeah, so what do you, I asked Joe this, what do you think is going to happen at the end of this crazy arc? Do you, first of all, do you still think we're not going to get to the end? <laughs> I really don't. I, I really, there's like 70% of me that still thinks this season doesn't come to completion uh, and is interrupted in a major way. Yeah, certainly um, possible. So I don't know, but it, it does look like Teams are at least managing the crisis of coronavirus so far. I mean, I don't, I don't know if, like you said, I don't know if we should be playing football right now, but I was watching it yesterday and just kind of, I think I was, I'm soaking it in now. Like it's not going to be there pretty soon. Like that's the mentality that I was watching with it yesterday. I was like, that's oh, interesting. Soak this in, buddy. This isn't going to be here in a few weeks. Well, that's a good way to do it. That's a good way to do life, right? I think I think in all of, in all of our lives we forget that about our delicate, short, exciting lives that we have. You know, you sort of take them for granted. Um, and so I think that's a good way to frame it. I've kind of had the opposite, where I've sort of slid into ah, they'll move some games to Mondays, they'll move some games to Tuesdays if they need to. Well, I have an extra week at the end of the. We're gonna be fine. Uh, so I probably went too far the other way, sort of in my default position about it all. Yeah, but you're um, hopeful. I'm by nature. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right. So if it all happens, who's winning it all? What do you? What's at the end? I don't know. Yeah, I, was, I think the AFC is very stacked. Um, so the winner probably comes out of the AFC this year. The the ultimate winner. But uh, you know, you get that far in the playoffs, anything can happen. It's all about matchups. Um, but yeah, it's hard to argue against the Chiefs running the table again they look pretty good but i mean the titans look for real five and oh bunch of bunch of people with covid and they're still rolling um maybe they've had their scare they they you know now they're some of those guys can't, won't get covid again that's good and then uh they've learned their lesson and they'll be more cautious going forward and they'll be unstoppable they definitely have a team that's pretty uh looking pretty good right now it kind of is a little bit wild to me how quickly some players are coming back after having tested positive. And by some players, you mean the president of the United States? Right. But like, that's, that's, <laughs> it's the same type of thing where like, all right, Trump had COVID, he had COVID for the weekend and then had the doctor <laughs> write him a uh, get out of jail free pass. And, yeah. and everybody's like up in arms, but, and, you know, I'm not defending the president at all, but Cam Newton's back on the field. Yeah breathing heavily around everybody. And I'm like, I, I don't know how this ends well. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, again, we still have a lot to learn, but what we think happens with COVID is that you're contagious before you know you're sick, which is the dangerous part. And then after you're sick, you're good, right? Which is kind of true of colds generally and the flu generally and other things like this generally. That's the reason they're so successful at spreading because you can spread it before you know you got it, right? Right, yeah. And I mean the science is it's always it's always evolving. 
we're still learning about what this thing does to everybody. Yeah. So I don't think that anything's set in stone. So, so Chiefs, Chiefs Seahawks is what you're saying? Probably. <laughs> I think Chiefs Seahawks. I, I mean, I'd like to see like Chiefs Bills in the AFC uh, championship. I'd like to see that. Titans, That'd you don't be- care about the Titans. They've already lost to somebody before then. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't care about the Titans. You don't, you don't care about the Ravens. They're already they lost to somebody else too. I don't care. No, I don't care. <laughs> I, I mean, they're they're fun. They're exciting. But I think Lamar, Lamar. It's fair criticism that Lamar Jackson definitely folded in that that playoff game last year, right? So well, I don't know. I think Is, he's a. They elevated him to top five, top two best quarterbacks in the history of the universe too fast. I mean, he had one knock it out of the park year, but let's, you know, pump the brakes a little bit. He's an incredible athlete who sometimes throws the ball. Well, right. He's still not the best quarterback in the league or anything. Slow down everybody. Yeah, no. And and on the other side of that is that it's too far. People say, Oh, well, he's a wide receiver playing quarterback. Like, no, he's a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Games. So, like, relax. It, yeah, it, you're right. The disrespect is all over the place. So, I'm not trying to feed into that. I'm not trying to be on that train at all. But he did play very poorly in the playoff game last yep. year. Yeah. Um, and he's had a couple duds this year, too. He's definitely, as of late, you know, he didn't look great against the Chiefs. He didn't look great in the last couple of games, you know, ish. He had, he had some highlights, though. Man, that, that guy is a highlight reel waiting so to good, happen. So <laughs> yeah, he's fun to watch. And on the other side, you got Seahawks, Packers. I don't know. I feel like there's like 10 teams that could be at the end, right? I mean, the NFC West is so strong. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right. Yeah. Uh, could be the Niners. Could be the Rams. Could be. Wouldn't be shocked if the Cardinals got really good this year. They're not no. really there yet, but they could be. Um one of the teams from the NFC East is going to be in the playoffs and they could get hot. <laughs> if the Eagles got points for almost winning a game, they would be way ahead of everybody else in this division. They're the only team that could get hot. Uh, I, I don't <laughs> think Andy Dalton is going to lead the Cowboys to anything. Andy uh, Dalton is the world's 35th best quarterback. That's about right. Yeah. Hey, we agree. They could get hot. He's got all the weapons. He just gave him the keys to the Porsche. He can drive <laughs> the Porsche. Well, the offense is the Porsche. The defense oh, is awful. Man. That that Porsche has no motor. The third best wide receiver is Michael Gallup. That's a good. And you're handing the ball to Zeke Elliott with all that offensive line. That the offense is a Porsche. Right. Can they score 35 points every game? Because they're going to have to. That's the question. You're right. They're the Falcons. They are like the Falcons. So, no, I'm not a believer in the Cowboys, especially without Dak. Um, the Eagles could conceivably make a playoff run. Uh, the Giants and the Washington football team, they are who we thought they are. <laughs> They're garbage. <laughs> D- Dwayne Haskins was a healthy scratch this week. They didn't even have him dress up. That's... <sighs> That's that team is I'm interested to see what happens with them. We got uh, Mikey Giannetti in the Facebook live comment. I don't even think he believes this. He says Andy Dalton better than Jimmy G. What do you think? (laughs) That's 
He's better than Jimmy G was last week, but he's less good than Jimmy G was last night. Jimmy G looked great last night. I don't even like that guy. But he was he made it look easy, throwing the ball all over the yard on purpose whenever he wanted. You know who else looked electric? He looked like the best running back in the league is Raheem Mostert. Did you watch that game? No, I only caught the, uh, I guess it was the latter half of the third and fourth quarter. So there is a zest. Would, there is a bounce to his step. When he touches the ball, man, he is electric. Why was he not playing? He was knocked out of the game with an injury, as per usual. Uh, oh. But his first half looked great, man. He was really fun to watch. I thought he was going to have 200 yards. I mean, he was just like, every time he touched it, it was like 12, 7, 15. And he just like, he looked like he could run all day. It was, he was, he's got a, I don't know. There's something about him that was jumping off the screen last night. Yeah, he's electric. They have an uh, embarrassment of riches at running back. Yeah, they do. And they and they got there in the way that I wish my team would build uh, a running back core is not pay anybody too much and have a few of them and then yeah. figure out who emerges and give it to that guy. Tell and you then you're, and then when they get knocked out of the game, you're it's not a nightmare, you know. Yeah. I am enjoying watching Freeman play for the Giants. Yeah, what do you think? Is he still got it? Is he still all right? He's got the same thing that, that you're talking about with with Mostert. He's still a little bit electric. He's he's still fun to watch, and like I'm still I'm still waiting for him to break a, a long one and a, and a big play. But you could see he's like one step away from making a play on a lot of different runs. So I'm like, it's it's hopeful to think that he can make some plays, and you know maybe the Giants can come close to finishing 500. I doubt it, but you know he's uh, he's still pretty good. I'm happy to hear that because I haven't seen him yet. I, I'm watching NFL Red Zone, and your team is not on that channel. No, very no, often. they don't score a lot. <laughs> they don't score a lot. They did have a defensive touchdown yesterday, though, so that was cool. Haven't seen. Yeah, that, that is cool. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> which they, which they definitely locked up on because the the guy attempted to to pick it up and kind of fumbled it and kicked it and it bounced up the right way, so he was able to like scoop it up on the run and take it home. <laughs> Right. So I was a little bit lucky, but um, yeah, the defense is pretty good. So I don't know. Maybe they have some foundation to build on. That's as hopeful. Right. That's as hopeful as I can get. I hope you're right. Yeah. I'm happy to hear about Freeman. I'm, I'm rooting for that guy. He was only available because he got too expensive. It wasn't, right. you know, he didn't under, I mean, I guess he underperformed the super big price tag, but he wasn't, he didn't suck. That was not the reason he was available. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, our teams are awesome. One and oh, one and oh, this week. Love it. They're the best. <laughs> They're the best. <laughs> how? Okay, here's a here's a this we could throw this in the hopper for how did that go? Uh, how many weeks from now? What's the over under on the next time both of our teams win the same week? Oh, let me take a quick look at the schedule then. Oh, okay, yeah, that's good. Let's see. So we got. What do we got? Week six. Titans we just did back. week six. Well, week we're almost seven. done with it. If you're listening uh, at a later time, we're recording on Monday afternoon. So there's two games left to play. I love this double Monday night stuff. Yeah, they should do that from now on. And uh, they should do Tuesday night football every week, too. Matthew Berry tweeted something about Tuesday night football, and I replied to him. So I'm sure he, you know, took it into consideration. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Uh, but. <laughs> I, there's something about Tuesday 
that is an appealing day, I think. As a fan, obviously, you get another day with, uh, you know, all eyes on you. Yeah. Football game. And for the teams, you kind of get an extra bit of rest on the back end if you play on Sunday and then you don't play again on until Tuesday. Yeah. Right. You get a lot of extra rest. And then maybe you can still play on Sunday or Monday of the next week, or maybe you just build in the bye week to come after you play on Tuesday. Right. And I mean, that's, that's a lot of rest. Well, it's, it's one less day away from Sunday than the Thursday is. So, I mean, they're playing Thursday night football. It makes more sense than that. Get rid of you're saying instead of Thursday. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm saying get rid of Thursday and give me Tuesday. I'm greedy. I want both. Nah. Thursday Too much seems football? so. I, I mean, it's good, I guess, that it's spread out and you get it later in the week, but it just seems so cumbersome. <laughs> Nobody seems to like Thursday football. I love it. You talk, players, you're not, you're not talking, talking to me. Players, coaches, they, nobody seems to like Thursday. You know what? I defend the players in all the negotiations with the money with the <laughs> They're owners. Wrong on I, I'm one. with the players yeah. on most of the stuff, but fuck the players on this. One yeah. week a year, you have to play three days ahead of time. Go fuck yourself with the complaining about Thursdays. Wow, it's a giant. It's a giant boon for the league. It increases your own salaries. One week a year, you get a little less rest. Just shut up already. And then you immediately get more rest as soon as you're done for the next thing. Yeah. All right. And well, they're building in the bye weeks to even mitigate that as much as they can. I hear you. To answer your initial question, your Falcons are going to beat the Lions next week. That's correct. And the Giants are not going to win until they play the Washington football team again because they are playing the Eagles and then the Bucks. They are going to lose both of those games and then possibly not- beat the Washington football team. That sounds right. So, they, so we're that's looking at third, two and seven. That's their third game from now. Third game. Yep. And who do the Falcons play that week? Um, because that's the one we can we can all we can all agree on. Week eight. But they already played the Packers. Thank God. They go. Falcons have had a tough schedule, man. They had to play Seahawks, Packers. Looks like they might have a bye. Played some good. Oh. Am I just missing them? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think they have a bye week eight. Okay. That could, of course, oh, be no, there moved. Sorry. It's Thursday. <laughs> they play a ah. Thursday night game against the Panthers. That could go either way. That could go either way. Let's pick that one. Or Yeah, you want to bet on it? Three weeks from now, we're both going to win. Three weeks? Oh, you're Three. talking about... You're Three. Talking about, I got you. You're talking Three. about... You're talking about... <laughs> Who do the Falcons play when the Giants play Washington? Yeah. Gotcha. Did I get it wrong? They play the Broncos, so I think they will win that. So week nine, we're going to celebrate again. Okay. That's that's good. Let's settle yeah. on that. Week that's nine, the, baby. That's how I see that playing out. Keep the celebration music on your little <laughs> machine you got over there. <laughs> Let's go out with that. We're done here, right? All right, Thanks man. for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. We'll try to do uh, Mondays at 730. Uh, sometimes there's another football game. We have to debate whether or not we want to be 
up against our uh, the thing that we cover. But uh, this week we decided to go early. If you're listening to your ear holes, you're going to get this whenever you want, whenever you want. That's the magic of podcasts. Thanks for listening. Come join us inside the huddle, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. See you. Go Chiefs. Go Giants!